0: The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. He was a little sloppy with some words. I think that's a fair uh, description of it. And,
1: and, and I don't think he meant any ill will of throwing coaches under the bus. And I think he is, I think he's always been
0: one to step forward and take the blame. I think he's a good leader. I agree with you. He's a good kid. He's been a stand-up guy. He's never pushed off responsibility to other people. That's why I'm saying I'm not killing him for this. I think he's tremendously frustrated. I think there's a lot of people in this building that are tremendously frustrated. There's no doubt. Imagine being him. And I get people are going to have no sympathy. It's fine on you. Okay? Here's a kid that has excelled at everything. Even last year when they won three games, he was the talk of the town for a lot of reasons. And the country for a while. And the country. Well, now... Instead of hearing your name attached to MVP votes, you're hearing your name attached to, is he not the answer? Is this the beginning of the end? Is he not going to get his fifth year picked up? I mean, so you're, as a human being, these are things that he's never probably ever contemplated ever before. In a blink of an eye. Right. In in two weeks. So ten days. I would say, let it breathe. It sounds like a lot. He probably chose the wrong words. As you heard him, you know, in the second time he met the media, there were things he wanted to clear up. Um, yeah, I think that this is just a difficult moment, and I think that everyone will get past it. Uh, whisper in his ear. And uh, Jeff, can we play the uh, the
1: Justin right now? And, and, and yeah, do you have time here? You have, and then react to it afterwards. We wanted to play it for our listeners in its entirety. Uh, if you have to go now, we could put you on right now. We're doing a, a pre show uh, fist fight on right the here air, on Right here right now. Oh, on the air. Yeah. We're on the air. You want to go now? Yeah, me All right, Jeff needs to go now. And then we'll play you, Justin, right after uh, uh, Jeff goes because um, Jeff Joniak, obviously voice of the Bears, very busy man. He's got uh, stuff to do. He's got people to see. He's got notes to come up with for the big Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know what I did today?
0: I tried to lighten the mood a little bit. I went upstairs and I and I apologized for trespassing in his office. No, it's and, not my office. And I took it's our office. No, that's no, it's your, your office. office. <laughs> and I took some uh, some coffee. St- Steer, uh, stirring sh- uh, sticks. Yeah, wooden ones. And I broke them up, and I spelled Hi Jeff on his oh, tail. Oh, that's I, cute. I knew immediately it was him. I knew it was him. No way. Yeah, I, no, I, I, swear God, I
2: swear to God. I swear to God. And so I
0: said, when you said that, I said,
2: do you have a camera in there? No, I just knew it was you. I started laughing. And I'm like, first of all, my first was, I, who was in my office? Yeah, I knew but that. then I realized it had to be Tommy. I just I just knew. I, I, just I knew was, he, he doesn't. Uh, Mark, I keep calling him Mark. Which is fine. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sylvie it. doesn't have the patience to put all that out no. in two minutes. <laughs> no no way. No, that was that was thoughtful. What? I pre- I should have taken a picture of it, in, and I didn't do
0: it. I thought in a moment where, you know, there's a little bit of maybe that's there's a lot of angst in the building right now, I thought it would lighten the that mood That was a, hug. That yeah. was a hug. was a hug. Yeah, or, I felt it. I felt that. Yeah. I appreciate it.
1: What, what can you tell, uh, first of all, you've been on this beat first before yeah. – You were the voice of the Bears for the 23 years that you've been the voice of the Bears. Before that, you were doing pregame. Before that, you were a reporter. You've been on this beat forever. Today, a day in general, was today one of the craziest days you can remember?
2: Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, it's up there for sure. Uh, I don't even, I mean, there's been a lot of bumpy roads in those 27 years. So, yeah, it's just, you know, the Braxton Jones starting off with that. That threw me for a loop. And then, uh You know uh when i i wasn't listening to the entire justin i was in and out of my booth but i i i am big on justin at the podium like how you speak and i thought when i was listening to it like okay this is this is the ceo talking about his football team his football team and his performance and what he needs to do and uh and then i had to leave so i come back and there's media walking out and they're like oh my god you know throwing the coaches onto the bus and all that. And I guess it's a matter of perspective. He then in the locker room, and I also didn't hear that, so I apologize uh, how he reframed it in the locker room, correct? He said um,
1: some people take it for clicks, Oh, and okay. you took it out of context, which I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. But I, I also think that the beginning part—I heard most of it. Yeah. We're going to replay it for everyone yeah. so they could be the judge in yeah, its entirety, yeah. Yeah. not in 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 um in sound bites. Yeah. I thought that was a little overblown.
2: I, I like. I think yeah. that this is a guy whose yeah whose head is scrambled right now. Yeah. Well, it, but it's up to him to unscramble. Yes. Also. So, and I think. He, he he has a clear vision of what he wants to be. He does. Now, how that fits in the scheme and how things are going to be going forward. Uh, some of the things he, he brought up um, are things that, you know, Tom and I have discussed. I mean, yeah. You, you don't have to eject the pocket every time and just use your legs, but you you can roll out, you can be on the move and making plays on the move. So, you know those types of things. You still got to you still got to be able. You know he says you know too much thinking, but and you know the Tom phrase if you think you're beat is is relevant. However, you do have to process. You have to process. That's form of thinking. You have to think on the fly. Jeff, have-
0: there's never been a quarterback in this league that has right. won a, a Super Bowl title by playing just on the edge. You have to function right. from right, exactly. As well, so and- so
2: when something's open, you got yeah, you got exactly. you got to make you got to pull the trigger. You so know, he knows that, yeah. and he, he mentioned that. So I, I'm just listen. If it, if it becomes clearer how to get the best out of Justin from Justin's words, and they're open to hearing it, then that's going to be good news for Justin and the Chicago Bears. If anything else, it tells you that he does care. Yeah. He can get up there and not, you know, send any messages whatsoever. And, but he's talking to his teammates, too, when he's standing up there. And I always feel that that's important because you're also talking to your teammates. And it's, it's one thing to have private meetings, you know, in the locker room or communicate on the practice field. But you're also now in this time and place of our society, you're talking to your teammates as well.
0: Even podium. if you cater to his needs or his, his talents is a better way to say it more. He knows himself too that you're still going to have to function from yeah. between the tackles, and he's the one that said it. Sylvie yeah. and I were talking about it earlier. He's the one that said, "Look, guys, the rushing stats are great. I don't want to be known right. for two thousand yards rushing. I want to be the first four thousand yard passer." And you can't get to, and, and four thousand yards is just a number out there for me. I don't equate that to success. Right. Same. I, I think that's just an arbitrary number. But it's something that no quarterback's ever done in the, this franchise yeah. history. But the point is, is if that is your number that you're looking at, you can't get there by cutting the field in half and doing this. You do have to function at some point from the pocket. Every quarterback does, and, and not to be repetitive, but like we were talking about this before you came in, these aren't my words. Take it from a Hall of Fame quarterback. Steve Young told us years ago, he said, look, if I maintain the path I was on just being a runner, and ejecting the pocket like this, and had no patience and didn't want to play from the pocket, and and wasn't good at it. I'd have been out of the league early because he said that's who I was in Tampa. Yeah, I didn't become a championship quarterback until I was able to function from yeah. the pocket and then blend those two traits together. No, I don't. I, I don't remember
2: now if it's Sid Gilman or Don Coriel, one of the two. I remember. I, I believe it was Sid Gilman because I heard this out of Steve Young's mouth. Uh, he tied his ankles up at practice, <laughs> so he couldn't. Yes, yeah, that's what Bill Walsh yeah. used
1: to say. Yeah, yeah.
2: so that's he's, and, and that was a benchmark moment in his career because he wasn't very good, and uh, all quarterbacks have to do it. It doesn't yes. matter if you're mobile or not. And he, you know, he throws a pretty ball when it, when it's time to rip it, like he did on two drives on Sunday. He did it. I mean, the the throw to. You know, Claypool was fantastic. The throws to DJ were big. It's funny. I'm I'm going... Stayed up late last night trying to get ahead of the prep and going through the statistical analysis that I do, and I'm looking at the Chiefs' offensive numbers and the some some of the Bears' off. They're not far apart. Like it's it's weird. About, uh, in terms of big play, that's going to change. Well, yeah. no, hold, hold on, hold don't on. do that. No, I know. No, what I'm don't, saying don't do is wait. What I'm saying the big difference is one guy's got one sack, the other guy's You're got right. eleven. Yeah. Uh, the other guy, you know, there's just the, the one guy's going into the locker room getting a touchdown, coming out of the locker room getting a touchdown those two-for-ones, which, yeah. against a great team... The Packers you, did it to us in week one. Wait, they, the Packers have done it this way to us for 30 years. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, the, th- the whole idea of it is, it's it's, it's a formula. You, you kind of have to do it because then you take away a possession, so to speak. You, you jump, you get two scores on a guy before he touches the ball again. Like, those things matter. And, you know, directing a a uh, 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 again a key leverage situation in the fourth quarter with the ball in your hands and you're in a one-score game eventually those have to those have to happen
0: should they be in the pocket 90% of their pass plays maybe not but you still have to have it as part yeah. of your game yeah. because those plays are open and they can be beneficial plays to the overall success of your offense as you described in the first drive and in the, that that drive in the second half those were pocket yeah, drives. Right. So it's got to be part of the equation. There's no There's got to be some gripping and
2: rip-its. Yes.
0: Uh, okay, so
1: the Allen Williams story, uh, he came out with a statement. He says he's going to be uh, be focusing on his family and his health. Mm-hmm. Um, numerous NFL insiders who are connected with the league have dismissed any rumors out there. There have been no raids. A spokesperson right. for the Bears. No raids at of Hall. There was
2: no, none of that going on. Here at Hallis Hall today. Um, Which which goes to the point that be careful what people are reading. I mean, it's unbelievable some of the stuff that's out there that people are sending me from sites I never even heard of. I mean... Just tap the brakes, everybody, and let's just stick with the personal problems for right now yeah. until we get clarity. Yeah. yeah, But he is no longer the defensive coordinator of the Chicago
1: Bears. And then one week of, of the 2023 NFL season, he was the defensive coordinator. Yeah. So this is a guy who was with Matt Eberflus in Indianapolis. So what happens here from a football perspective? Does Matt Eberflus continue to call plays? Does he call a guy like... Uh, Rod Marinelli, who was his mentor in Dallas, does he call Lovey Smith, does, who knows the Tampa 2? To, to, uh, this is a guy, Jeff, Matt Eberflus, who now has a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. He's dealing with a struggling offense, a quarterback who needs to find his way. He admittedly spent a lot of time with Justin last year in the yeah. offensive meetings. So does he need to be calling defensive plays? I don't think so. So, but can well, you call somebody this late in the game to call his defense? So what what figure this out for us?
2: Just uh, my opinion is that that won't happen. I don't think it will. And why is he any different than a Todd Bowles? He's been a veteran defensive coordinator. Todd Bowles calls his own defensive plays. There were times when Lovey Smith took over and called his own plays. He, this is his defense. It's not Allen Williams' defense. It's the Bears' defense through Matt Eberflus' eyes. So he really? empowers his coaches, holds them accountable. He's big on that. Like I've never heard a coach talk about, you know, he keeps talking about the partnership between the player and the coach, all that. You know, it's not just words. He puts some teeth behind it, and he gets on his coaches. He does. He, he doesn't do it outwardly he's not going to rip them at the podium but i just know he gets on his coaches he wants to see this partnership develop between player and position coaches and coordinators so it's it's on them to get the best out of the players and i i think he is extremely confident that he can handle this so i i I haven't asked him point blank are you gonna no i he this he likes calling plays now like that's i remember last year i asked him if he missed it you do you're in the thick of it when you're calling play. Uh, uh, Jeff,
0: he's, he's a human being as well, and he has yeah. to understand, and he probably knows that the temperature is starting to heat up. In well, a there's lot enough of ways. going on that, yeah. Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> so I, I would think this would be a, when, when, when the temperature in the room goes up, I want to be more in control of my destiny, not less in control. So I would, I would think this would be a great opportunity for him to seize the moment yeah. and say, look, I'm in charge now. Not just to of the offense, or excuse me, the team, but to the defense as well. Yeah, and we're going to ride. It's, it's no different
2: than Mike McCarthy yes. decided to do the same thing in Absolutely. Dallas because where the temperatures always cranked up because of Jerry Jones, uh, and look look how that's worked out so far. So yeah, I don't I don't expect any kind of addition uh, coming down that road. No, I just don't see it.
0: Do I you believe this it. would be a good opportunity for Kevin Warren to to address? a number of situations or do you think that's an over exaggeration I personally I think Sylvie feels what the same way I think it'd be a good opportunity yeah. because there's probably a thousand questions in Calm the Calm everyone down whether it's yeah. in the marketing department the ticket office oh yeah the the business you know ops section everywhere just for yeah, it's you been know. a weird day. I mean,
2: people are on the yeah. you know people. It's been a about, weird few weeks. Uh, they're on too. the phone.
0: They're yeah. like, well,
2: what's going on? What's See, going on?" Not every on, day so.
1: you lose your defensive coordinator yes. in week two after week two's game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The the, the quarterback double backed to to clarify his statements. Your left tackle was just put on injured reserve. It's like I thought, Jeff, that there's a new way of doing business here, and today's a good day to flex the muscle and
2: to say we will do business. Well, not over yet. I tell my kids, right. what would you do to get better today? And they know how to answer They say, day's not over yet, Dad. So, oh, that's... But I'm not, I'm not saying I know anything about, I no, no, I but I, I, I No, mean... no, I'm going to start answering that now. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when my wife's pissed at me, I'm going to say, well, look... The not over. The day's no, my, not my, over, my, I listen, can turn this thing around. I, I, the, the, the kids from grade school at old St. Mike's in Wheaton to St. Francis High School, they come over, like, what would you guys do to get better? And they look at me like, what, what, is this guy weird or whatever? You know, I... <laughs> hey, you know... Uh, they you know now how to answer. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Tyler. I'm messing up with your table. I'm a little wound up today.
0: Uh, yeah, they know how to answer. You know, day's not over yet. Is so. that professional procrastination, or is that just a great line to, to, to kind oh. of put Dad in the, his place? Yeah,
2: put him in, put in a place. I, I didn't give them the line, so they creatively okay. uh, own it, so that I give them credit for thinking outside the box a little bit to uh, diffuse the bomb that I uh, could potentially be if they give me a stupid <laughs> answer like, I don't know, Dad, what, do, what does that mean? Did you have any idea that Braxton Jones was No, going? I did not. I did, I did see him in the locker room. I said, "Man, you going to be all right?" He goes, "Yep. I, I just I, I need I need to take care of this quick. You know, I'll be fine. I'll be fine." Okay. So I, So you don't I, think it's season I, ending? No, I don't. No, I don't. But, again, I don't have any other insight than looking at the guy in the eye telling me, yeah, I'm going to be all right. So. so what happens when your neck, when you keep watching guys go by Oh,
0: wow, wow. wow. That's the old, you know what we call that? Steve Traxel, uh injury. The, uh, <laughs> the, with, the home run ball. Yeah, when Steve would throw a pitch and immediately have to turn around and watch it go. I didn't think Sylvie would do that in Hallis Hall, make that <laughs> joke. Like, I make you it can, about Steve Traxel you totally, in the studio. You can't yeah. totally get it out of me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: he's 19 deep into his NFL career, so I still like uh, his potential. I do, and, too. Yeah, I do. So. Again, there's moving parts, too. That offensive line now for a no third strike week mean. is not going to be together. I mean, and, and then after that, like, okay, Lucas Patrick was ill today. He didn't practice. Well, he this didn't. is Wednesday's the Stop big it. practice. Stop. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying though, like the until season. you, you, know, you say
0: it's gonna give another wise ass. Until jokes, you so. get
2: the continuity
0: together here. Jeff, it's I, what I mean, the, all of us were screaming. Yeah, you, me, right. Thayer, Sylvie, through they're, training they're camp, not ready. they're not ready because they haven't worked together and there's no group on a football team that needs continuity more than the yeah. o- Like Tom Fair probably grabs you. I was going to say by the throat, but that's too mean. By the arm and shakes you and says, "Like they're not ready to play." Yeah, I, I don't know if he's saying they're not ready to
2: play, but he certainly is concerned, and I'm concerned. I'm concerned because this is gonna this is gonna take some weeks for the your starting five to be all together at the same time. Now, now, and it, again, yeah, it is weird. It's only week three. I was, you know. At a minimum, you circled this game in May. It's like, oh, can't wait, wait. can't wait. wait. Going, going. going, going to going. Kansas City, yeah. it's going to, you know, hey, maybe take them to the ropes, you know, give it your best shot, and, and hopefully that mindset is, and it's going to be a, a Fox a heck- thought it was a coming out party for the Bears. It's it's their young and up-and-coming quarterback against the 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 greatest player in the right. game. Now you know why? I hate and will refuse to in the future do the quote unquote exercise with you. Eleven and what? Nine. It's six. just eleven it's and just, six. See what I'm saying? It's in stone. Wait, but you see it's what in I'm saying? Stone. Like, look what's going on no, around be, the league. Like be week better.
0: to week. Be I mean,
2: what the heck?
0: Yeah, oh, eleven and six. It's on the wall in the office. <laughs> Wait, yeah. That and, was yuck. And you—that you, that was you for fun. That's for fun. You signed I it. Was, I was—I was. How coerced. much fun is it right now? Wait, coerced, coerced, coerced. Yeah.
2: Into, <laughs>
1: they're going to be—they're—they're going to be wound so tight when oh. I'm doing the pregame show in that oh. booth
2: this weekend. Yeah, I better things, mind things my manners. Things have changed. And did you get official clearance? Do you have a pass? I do have a pass. Okay, good. <laughs> It's one of those that can <laughs> be
0: immediately revoked at any time. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, you know, it's. Uh, I just got off the phone with, uh, or off the Zoom with Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. One of the guys I have a ton of respect for in this league. We just did a, a bit uh, segment for our podcast, and uh, we were going through, you know, his journey there with the Chiefs. Not, you know, it's not been linear. You know, they, Andy Reid got there, they started making changes to win, and they've, they've continued to, to win with, you know, a couple of great players and making smart decisions personnel wise, but that roster is constantly flipping over, too. And right now, their defense might be as good of a Chiefs defense as he's had. Yeah. And you only need a couple of players on offense that are elite, two or three, and have a great defense to win. And then with that could, quarterback, they could, they could be in that, and with that tight end, I mean, it yeah. uh, could be in that situation. And I love Isaiah Pacheco at running back; he's a nasty dude, man, nasty. I remember meeting him at the combine thing. And this guy's, seventh
0: rounder out of, yeah,
2: Rutgers, but this guy right? just his attitude is a little different. Like yeah. as a seventh, you know, and I didn't know he was going to be a seventh rounder. I thought he was going to be higher than that. Anyway, uh, that boot. I, I'm not joking. When I was there the last time, the place was changed. I think he brought it up too, C- Cuddy pulled out an eighteen seventeen win the last time we were there i believe really i believe that yeah, that's what mitch was trying to explain was it
1: alex smith then or was that even before alex or like no. I mean, seven years ago right that would be
2: how many years eight years it had, it had it, to be eight? alex smith yeah but but my point is the building actually shakes oh yeah like i'm in the booth and i I'm like okay the,
0: the press box is shaking that's a little weird but it's yeah. that kind of place there so. are certain outdoor facilities that are like you can't believe how loud they are buffalo was seattle. one of them seattle obviously I never played there but everybody but kansas city when i played there i was shocked and in, at how loud yeah, it was yeah, yeah it's, it's guess uh, what row
1: my tickets are
0: in dead last uh, well, you're
1: in. It's well, called well, the what you Jordan tickets for If you're going to be camping out in our booth, well, yeah. well, I mean after the after the halftime, I'm going with the oh, family. Oh, really? You're yeah. a part timer now. Yes, exactly. Okay, I'm only till halftime. You I know didn't this. know there's 60 minutes in a football. I know, and I I'm going to watch the last 30 in the fan with the fans. <laughs> um, so I'm in the upper deck, obviously. You got the you got the Love family seats, row 39. Remember when with wow. Jordan Love, row 39 of the upper deck? They Did should, you
0: even know there were 39 rows? Joe Jordan loves when his mom. Don't you? Remember that they put? Oh yeah, that like when Jordan Love and the for his first first start against the Chiefs. Yes, and his I think it was either his girlfriend or sister, whoever it was, they got tickets and they showed him. They were in the very last row up at the very top.
2: Yeah. Well, typically when friends, hey, can you know is there a way you can help me uh, secure some tickets? Well, they're gonna put you. Yes. In the middle of nowhere. So, I, you know, it's going to cost you. So, eh, yeah. eh, never mind. You can't get me in the front r- No, I'm not yeah. Bob Eucher. I can't get you in the front row. Hey, I, I know this is not on topic, but I got to tell you real quick. How great we are. You are. You are. All of you. <laughs> Tyler, you too. Everybody at ESPN 1000. Love you guys. Just and that, baseball, that is are you,
0: are you having a baseball conversation? No, no, said? no,
2: no, no. So I went down, as you may or may not know, I went down to uh, do a story on Devin Hester. Oh, yeah. Uh, outside of, of Orlando. It was He invited us into his home. He was unbelievable. Great interview. We'll, it'll get out there eventually when we decide what platform they're going to put it on here for the Bears. But really, in in depth and really serious conversations about a lot of different things. But then Saturday I met his boys, delightful, wonderful, wonderful kids. And so I decided I'm gonna go check out the game on Saturday because Devin's the head coach of of Drayton, Dre, uh, his his team and, and he's so proud of being a coach, right? So I get there and it's at a high school outside of what in West Orlando. And it's like I walked into something I didn't expect. The seriousness of age 10, 11 football in Florida. And J-Mac told me, oh, it's different. And I walked in, man, and I'm watching a game before they started. Wow. What was coming out of their mouths as coaches? (laughs) Uh, My my daughters play. You know, I I know what parents say in soccer matches and youth sports. And, you know, everybody's an expert, obviously, and even though most of them never played. At all, but they—they're telling their kids how to play. It It I my I'm left still with a jaw dropped how serious it is the 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 uh, from getting them ready to play to playing the game, and uh, his son is something special. Third, I think it was third snap of the game, he, a little angle route, just, just like seventy five yard touchdown. Nobody could catch him. Like the kid is is really special. He's special at eleven, and. Devin's out there running out there, giving the play calls, and and, and it was it was an experience. And uh, Jared Payton happened to be down there too uh, to do something similar, and he kept saying, "Man, he goes, I didn't know it until I got to the University of Miami. It's different in Florida. Oh, yeah, it is. I cannot believe. I was blown away. His kids are either going to the
1: U or they're playing for Coach Prime, right? That's that that probably. I
2: brought it up. Yeah. Did
1: you? Yeah, I
2: mean, <laughs> he may me be. He may. Hey. Devin, he may be recruiting your. He may come to your home to recruit. Yes. You know, I mean, but it, it, like, I mean, you got I mean, think, think like old school Texas, living in the the middle of West Texas in the dirt, and you're you getting yelled yeah. at, and oh my god, it, it's it's football is life there. It's it football is life in Florida. That's great. It's it was really something. Jeff's great cool. stuff. All Thanks right for stopping We'll by. see you in Kansas City. Keep those hugs coming. Yes, until further
0: notice. Yes, yes. The, the next <laughs> message may not be so friendly. <laughs> Why? Can just we just spell out help? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, guys. Have a great show. See you,
1: buddy. There he is, Jeff Joniak. We're in the middle of an uninterrupted hour plus coming out of the White Sox game. Yeah. Uh, so I wanna, we wanted to play you this. We thought this was a good way to do it. It was Waddle's idea. Instead of playing the sound bites, and then we'll uh, refresh you from what Justin said after this. Um, but let's play you um, the Justin Fields press conference from earlier today. No sound bites. Uh, no quotes. So everything basically is in context. You take it for what it is. This was Justin Fields meeting the media earlier today.
3: Yeah, I thought, um, you know, definitely uh, like the times that, you know, I felt like I was in a rhythm. I think, you know, um, once we kind of get plays going, then you know, that puts the whole offense in a rhythm. So, um, you know, we put a couple of good drives together on Sunday. Of course, you know, things that I didn't like, I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. I felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just, not, not, not playing like myself. So, um, you know, um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football. And, um, that's not, uh, that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and, you know, uh, playing off of instincts rather than just, of you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I mean, just going back to it's a game. Um, and 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 that's it because that's when you know I play my best is when I'm just out there playing free and you know, uh being myself. So, um, I'm gonna say kind of just bump all the you know, uh, you know, what I should do, what I uh, this and that, like pocket stuff. Like, I'm gonna go out there and be me. So, um, yeah.
4: When you, say when,
3: thinking- when you are playing, the way, uh, when you're playing like yourself, what does that look like? Let's see, so. when you say thinking less? What do you think was causing you to think so much? Maybe think too much. Um, you know, could be uh, you know, uh, coaching. Um, I think, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it. You know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, you know, can't be thinking about that when. The game comes i prepare myself throughout the week and then when the game comes it's you know it's, it's it's time to play free at that point so um you know just thinking less and you know playing more
4: and justin you know we've heard this before from from other athletes there's just too many like coaching voices in your head at this point that you're trying to process so much is that kind of is that part of what you're saying
3: um i don't think it's too many coaching voices but i just think when you know you're fed a lot of information um, at a point in time and you're trying to think about that info, like when you're playing, it's like, it doesn't let you play like yourself. You're trying to, you know, process so much information to where it's like, you know, if I just simplified in my mind, I would have did this. Like I saw a few plays on Sunday to where if I was playing like my old self, like we would have had a positive play. Like there would have been, you know, a few more third down conversions. So, um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just, you know, uh, playing the game how, you no, know, i know how to play it how i've been playing in my whole life so that's what i get, got to get back to doing so
4: there was a few times you felt like you were in rhythm and you liked the drives that you were in rhythm yeah. what does that look
3: like and what does that feel like when you feel like okay i was in rhythm in that drive um you know just you know after a big chunk play you know we're on the ball we're rolling so um i think you know chunk plays and um you know, kind of getting back to back like for the first drive for example you know we hit the dagger to DJ. Um, then we had a third down conversion, choice route. So, I mean, that's that's kind of what that looks like. So, yeah. Justin, what
4: was the 90-yard touchdown drive? was another one where, where you guys, a lot went well and a lot of different things worked. When you went back and watched that sequence, what, what struck you about that eight-play stretch of, of just going?
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, we didn't let um, you know, anything affect us. I think we might have had a penalty on that drive, but, you know, we got through it and we just played ball. We, we, we did what we were supposed to do um you know no matter the down and distance you know we just went out there and executed each play on that drive so um that's what we got to get back to doing and you know that's what we're going to do you
4: talk about being fed a lot of information when when is that information being fed are you talking about on game day are you talking about during the weekend you talking about
3: no it's just you know um you know I think you know there's been times where I just try to be a perfectionist and you know nothing in this world is perfect so um you know like I said just you know stop thinking more and yeah, just, just go out there and play. Justin, yeah. what has this
4: conversation been like with the coaches? I'm sure that right now is not the first time you're voicing that this week about wanting to play more freely, more naturally.
3: You said what has it been like the coaches? Yeah, what was the
4: conversation? I sh- assume you talked to Getzi, Iberflush, somebody about what you're saying right now. Yeah. And, and how did that go? Like, what, what was their input on whether you were being a little too robotic or maybe trying to account for too many things instead of just playing freely? I mean, it
3: was good, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, Shoot, um, the, the the conversation was good. Um, I'm just gonna keep that private, to be honest with you. And you know, just just like I said, and just go out there and play. So I mean, yeah.
4: This part of playing freely is that feeling free to <clears throat> take off and run the way. I mean, you see, it seemed like you played freely last year. Do you want more of those elements now that yeah. you seem to have last year?
3: Yeah, I think you just have to have a, a healthy mix of it. You know, of course, there's gonna be times where you know, you're, you are gonna have to stay in the pocket and then um, you know like I said you're gonna have to extend plays make plays um, get outside the pocket you know be a threat with your legs and be able to still throw the ball too so um, you know just keeping that same kind of fluidity uh, throughout the game and um, you know just 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 being smart about everything so.
4: that, that, that play you had down the sideline in the second quarter the home team sideline where you roll out and play action and like the defender made a good play on Cole. Like is that the type of play you want to see more of that gets you on the move mm-hmm. so you can make those sorts of throws?
3: Yeah. I mean and like you said, you know, that was a design rollout, so uh, those plays can happen, you know, caught or those plays can, you know, happen scramble drill naturally to where you know we are extending the play and then that, that that happens. So yeah. Are you noticing teams
0: when they're playing more zone on you, that's is that taking your running lanes away? Do you feel are there ways to like compensate for that in games? What? Uh, when you when you're facing as much zone as you are to be able to to take off and run, if you
3: see it, talking about like when it, when it's a pass play.
0: No, I mean just any any opportunity you have to like create those explosive <clears throat> gains. Some of the things that we saw last year. Are you seeing less opportunity to do that because of the way? I
3: would people- say in the uh, read option game, I, I would say their you know ends aren't really playing the back. I know last game they were just pretty much focused on me. So um, but you know if they do that, then I just have to carry it my fake and. Uh, the back has to do his job by running the ball. So, yeah. you, you said you wanted to keep the conversations with the coaches private, but did they seem receptive to these ideas? Of course, of course. You know, Coach Flewis is Coach Flewis, Luke, everybody in the building is, you know, always receptive to what we have to say. And, you know, uh, anytime, you know, anybody has a problem or, um, you know, comes to them with anything, so they're all, always receptive to us. Sure. You
4: said of you, you your rookie year, you felt like you also had to play a certain way, and you said you used the word robotic. Describing that in hindsight, has this been a frustration for you throughout your career? Being trying to be having coaches try to change too much of the way you like to play the game?
3: Um, you said, Has it been
4: frustrating? Yeah, has that been a frustrating part of life in the NFL for you that you have (coughs) not really? I mean, trying to mold you into something that isn't the natural way that you want to?
3: No, no, I think Luke knows that you know, I'm my own, uh, self, I'm my own person, and I think it's more of me trying to, um, just just making sure I don't um, think about it as much as, like, oh, we want you to do it a s- specific way. Then at the in, the in the big scheme of things, I have to uh, continue to be me and, um, you know, play the game how I play it. And I think when sometimes I'm coached, I think that, you know, I think that I've, you know, had times where, like, okay, they want me to do it like this, so I have to kind of change it. But, I mean, I just have to, you know, it's, it's it's probably more of a me thing than a coach thing. So, um, you know, when they tell me things, of course I corrected, stuff like that. But in the grand scheme of things, I have to still be, you know, um, the person and the player, you know, what's what's got me up to this point. So um, rather than changing my whole game, just, you know, implement it in my game and, um, you know, make those little corrections. But don't allow that to change me as a whole player.
4: Justin, when, Justin, when you said you're a perfectionist, is that in the context of if you're looking down the field – you think it has to be perfect to let it rip? What, what part of the perfectionism in your personality do you need to kind of ignore? Uh, that's what it sounded like you were saying. This.
3: Um, I didn't really understand like what you you're saying. You're
4: naturally a perfectionist.
3: Yeah, like I just want you know everything to happen the right way. So um, no, you're always not going to get the right, the perfect picture if that's what you're asking to for me to you know do something. Or um, but yeah, I mean you can keep asking your question. I don't, I don't that in I what feel way, like there's a lot of, you know, ways you can go with your question. So, in what
4: ways does your own perfection or perfectionist personality help you and hurt you? Help me what? Help you and hurt you. Um, you were talking as though it.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I think it, you know, helps because, um, you know, you can do something good and um, it cannot be good enough. So you can always strive to be better. And then, um, you know. Um, Hurts you. It's just like, you know, everything doesn't have to be perfect. You know, if it works, it works. So um, I think that's kind of the m- most simple way to, you know, explain it. So, yeah. Coach McClus m- some- has, m- 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 has been adamant that this 12 game, you know, losing streak hasn't really impacted the mentality in the locker room or affected the unity of it. Mm-hmm. These past couple weeks is probably the first time in this kind of tenure where we've heard the coaches say, hey, Justin needs to be better here. We've heard you say the coaches could adjust some things here or there. Is that kind of just a natural process when you're trying to find some answers to really start to hold everybody accountable for what each individual's role is? Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've we've talked about this multiple times. You know, nobody's going to take anything personal. Um, You know, if the coaches say, you know, we need to play better, we need to play better, I need to play better, I'm not taking that personal because, you know, I think everybody in here knows that I need to play better, including myself. So, um, you know, they're not going to take it uh, personal if, you know, us as players go to them and say yo i didn't like this call or you know uh they need to be better so um you know we're 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 all grown men in the building and um we all can take it so um you know it's it's about you know working with each other getting each other better holding each other accountable and working towards the same goal so um in terms of that fact yeah i think you know everybody can do uh, better around here you know including myself so
4: maybe maybe as an extension of what you're talking about on on the strip sack in the second quarter, if you had that play exactly
3: back, what, exactly what, 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 what i'm I'm leaving i'm I'm gone you know, time clock i'm 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 going out of the pocket that's that's why that happened because I'm just you know uh, they wanted me to work on staying in the pocket you know uh, during during the off season, which you know there's times where you do, but when that internal clock goes off, that's when you need to get out and extend the play, make a play so um yeah, so it's just kind of like taking their coaching and then there's always gonna be like you don't have to always, I guess, it's not going to work out perfectly every time. So, yes, there's times where I could have stayed in the pocket, but, like, in that play that specifically, like, I was in the pocket for a long time. So I got to, you know, extend the play, get out of the pocket, extend the play, and, um, you know, do something with it, you know, make 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 something shake. So um, that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about, though, and kind of, you know, getting back into my game and, and then becoming more of a football player than, you know, such a thinker on the field. So, yeah.
1: All right, so there was the uh,
0: the press conference in its entirety. What'd you think? I think that when you hear it in long form, in the eight and a half minutes that it was, you can take away a different context in some ways. There were several mentions about how he has talked to the coaches, and they've been very receptive any time he has stepped into their office and and had you know conversations with them about what he wants to do and what he doesn't want to do. I didn't think it was nearly as damning.
1: Right, as like when people think it is. When you just use the one quote, it could be coaching, yes. and just leave it as that, Correct. it looks more damning. Yes. So I can understand where he says that. But yes, like he said, Getsy's always open-minded when yes. I come to him. Fluce loves having the conversations and is open when you come to him. I think, to me, the theme of it was, and I wrote this down, less is more. He says, thinking less, less data like if i could sum up his thoughts is less we use that phrase all the time less is more for him
0: yeah it's got he, he needs to declutter he thinks i think he needs to hit the reset button but by the same token you still like you still need to be coached and and and, yes. and the fundamentals still need to be highlighted here and and a lot of people have talked about it rg3 talked about it j t o sullivan has talked about it in his drop You know, your drops need to be fairly specific, your arm angles, your body. You know, like when you fail to pay attention to detail, you are setting yourself up for some mistakes. There's a lot of coaching that goes into that. So I don't think he's talking about not being receptive to coaching. I think he's really frustrated. I don't think he's ever gone through a stretch, and it's a small stretch, two games, where not only has not not gone well, but the, the microscope has been on him. The microscope wasn't on him, really, in this manner last year. This year, there's a lot at stake sure for is, everybody. Right? And I think that there's a, a an awful lot of frustration. I am less bothered by it when you hear it long, you know, in its long form. I think that if you could go back in time, you could change some of the things that you said that, that you know, may may take away some of the scrutiny. I don't think this was a horribly damning press conference. I think what you heard was a a very competitive and a very frustrated athlete. That's what you said while we were
1: listening to it. I don't know if our mics were hot. But at one time you blurted out.
0: He's so frustrated. And, again, like some of that frustration has to be because, and he has said that to you, he's not playing the way he wants to play, and he's told you he needs to be better. So, like, I don't think that this is some sort of, you know, dynamite stick that's going to blow up. And, you know, I don't think that that this is nearly – I think that everyone's tensions are high because the season has come out in the manner in which it has, and it has not been very good on a number of fronts. I don't think it's nearly as damning as we heard initially. I think really also – this is where I'm a bit confused because, like, last year – he was the most dynamic running quarterback I think I've ever seen. Like his combination of speed and size and strength. And you ask guys that defend played defense against him and they're like, "Holy, you know what? They also, Like we knew he was a good athlete." One Go of the we, Bosa
1: Brothers said that, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and I Hutchinson think Hutchinson t- said yep. the same thing. Um but the truth of the matter is this isn't who he was in college. I just looked back as I had all these stats written down and I lost the sheet. But anyway, and 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 in his 22 game stint at Ohio State, okay? Played 22 games at Ohio State. His passing totals were 41 touchdowns and 3 interceptions one year, 22 touchdowns and 6 interceptions the following year, and that year was cut short because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So his passing numbers were 63 touchdowns to 9 interceptions. I know. and a his a thrower. And he, here are his rushing totals. He ran for 484 yards in his first year at Ohio State and 383. That equates to in 22 games as a quarterback at Ohio State, he ran for 867 yards total in the two years and rushed for 3.98 yards per Carry, he got the majority of of his work done from the pocket. They, they moved him some, but throwing the ball through the air. Conversely, Jalen Hurts, if you look at Jalen Hurts' statistic in college, Jalen Hurts is the guy that you would have figured got to the NFL and did it all with his legs and not with his arms. Because if you look at Jalen Hurts' numbers – In his time in Alabama, he ran for 954 yards, 855 yards. Uh, One season, I I think he got hurt. He only ran for for 167 yards because remember, Tua came in and started Mm -hmm. for him. Mm -hmm. He only threw it or ran it 36 times. And when he went to Oklahoma in 2019, he ran for twelve hundred ninety-eight yards. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when you look at what Justin's career was at Ohio State, it wasn't. That's why this that's, running quarterback. That's why I was so bullish on him becoming so great. So, but again, my and this is why I'm kind of conflicted. Like now, he wants he's to even run. telling you he wants to run, which is kind of I don't or know. Or at least how to run more. It. Run more. Right when. But his his success at you know at Ohio State because he the, had time. Well, he had more time. He could he, wait well, six he seconds. He did. He did, and he had more. You know, I mean, he, look. He, you, again, you have Garrett Wilson and you have Chris Alave going against Big Ten cornerbacks and and, and so the it's line. It's a different game and, and the line. Absolutely, and so it would and, hold and up. Everyone told you and told anybody that would listen that when he got to the NFL, he was going to have to learn Speed how to process yeah. quicker because of the clock. I'm just saying, like this, there's just some. There are some things there that just don't compute with me because I always thought that the strength of Justin Fields' game coming out of Ohio State was throwing the football, not being the most dynamic running quarterback I think I've seen in my life. Right. All right, to recap, uh, as we were
1: just an hour and about 15 minutes of uninterrupted talk for you right there, uh, Braxton Jones to the uh, injured reserve today. With a uh, a bad neck, Joniak does not think it 's a season ender, but he 's out at least four weeks, so he 's their left tackle. Allen Williams has resigned as the Bears defensive coordinator. Some of the rumors about the about Halis Hall being raided untrue uh, Bears spokespeople and other NFL insiders have totally shot that down. There is a statement that Courtney Cronin has uh, received from Alan Williams' lawyer. I want to read that to you when we come come back next. And then we just played you the Justin Fields press conference regarding him wanting to be less robotic and uh, wanting to do kind of think less and do more. So if you want to react, 312-332-3776, want to take more of your phone calls, Coming up. Uh, Courtney's going to join us at about 5 30. will we'll react to this very busy day coming up at 5 o'clock. We are live at the epicenter of all of this at Hallis Hall. It is Waddle and Sylvie.
4: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter
1: at ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on
0: Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
1: Just your normal day at House Hall. Uh, Alan Williams has uh, resigned today. By the way, there was a uh, a, a, another move that Nathan Peterman was released today.
0: Mm, What's that mean? The Nathan Peterman was released. Well, your backup quarterback is gone. Now, who's your backup quarterback? Well, Bajin. I mean,
1: we knew that it was a matter of time. Okay, I just wanted
0: to hear you speak it. Yeah, I mean, for now. I think that that, based on a lot of stuff, that's... You think so? I don't think that's a huge story, but it's one worth, you know... You think that's significant? Um, I I think it's it's noteworthy. Maybe not newsworthy, but noteworthy. Do you think they, there's,
1: there's someone they're they're making room for? Maybe another offensive well, lineman yeah, yeah, they want to sign? You're going to have to. You're going to yeah, have to find I mean, somebody. I mean... They're just trying to probably maneuver the roster to try and bring in maybe some more more guys.
0: Ugh. You guys Here's think what that, you guys think maybe Justin Fields didn't like the coaching from Nathan Peterman inside the uh, QB room? Wasn't working out. I was joking that, and I said to Sylvia, I said I was joking, Oh, yeah, really? You're, you're mad at us? You're mad at the coaches? Well, we'll show you. We're gonna take this kid that everyone's talking about and make him the backup. So just you be careful, Mister. If He's go a out heartbeat there against, away, Justin. You go out there against Kansas City and have a couple of clunkers. You may be looking over your shoulder. That was the joke, and that wouldn't be the case if Peterman was here, right? Why get rid of Peterman? Because he stinks. And because as people
1: point yeah, out, he in, stunk before you, you right, cut him. You cut, but remember, you cut him after camp
0: too. I did. Like it. Y- you could bring him back on the practice. Of course, body. you could. Like he, no Why one, no one wants place. Nathan Peterman. You like you're putting Braxton Jones on the injured list, which means you can out, or you don't need to cut Peterman to add someone to your roster. Yeah, but they've
1: You've got a roster they, spot. They need more bodies. They need they need more bodies on that on that uh, line. Okay, no doubt, but I don't know. I nothing makes sense. All right, nothing makes sense. They've got me dizzy. Do you want? Well, you'll be dizzy in Kansas City this weekend, oh, sir. Eating good barbecue.
0: Barbecue.
1: Is it is it uh, is it uh, maybe a better day later in the week? But it, is it better than the other barbecue cities like Memphis? In Carolina, Memphis, Nashville? Where where like I, I, some is, is would argue barbecue? that Kansas City,
0: somebody would some would tell you that Kansas City's is the bar, barbecue capital of I, the, I, the United States. That's what I've heard. I've I,
4: only sampled Carolina, but Carolina was really South good. South Carolina is good. I've had North, is North is
1: very North good too. Right. Like, so that's what I want to know. I want to
0: know about this. Uh, look at yourself. Do you really think that there's any bad barbecue? No, there, there's no bad food. Well, there's some bad food, but the barbecue. Are you? I used at least you still have a, a smile on your face. Your your Cubs just you know put it on a pirate. Yeah, that night. was good. Yeah, a little that was, pirate pounding. That was a. That was a right. Now yeah. we need to do that. Why two don't more you times save a few? Why don't you? Why don't you save a few? Okay, well, it's about time. Where were some of those runs against the D backs? Well, he finally decided to play the you youngster. Just, you just you pushed Grandma down the
1: steps and patted each other on the back. They all count the same, Waddle. That's true. Here's the statement from um, Alan Williams' lawyer. Here, I'll read you the full
0: tweets here from Courtney Cronin. Who's Can I been, ask one real quick question? Is is this his lawyer or is this his agent or is this someone who serves read it both? To you. Per, well, I'm just asking because I'll, I'll, if you need, if you're resigning, why would you need a lawyer? This is a statement that would come from your agent. I spoke with Andrew M. Stroth, a sports attorney based
1: out of Chicago, who is working with former Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams. He told me Williams is resigning due to health concerns and family issues. Given the false rumors, quote, given the false rumors and what seems to be out there on social media, I just want to set the record straight that Coach Williams has some health challenges and some family issues that he's dealing with and he thought it was the right time to step back and deal with those issues. He has tremendous respect for the Bears organization and just thought it was the time to handle this health issue and his personal matters. Andrew M. Stroth, Alan Williams' representation, told me that Williams' home was not raided, nor was Hallis Hall, that any rumor speculation of child pornography charges are unequivocally untrue. There are no legal actions against Coach Williams whatsoever. So maybe to answer your question, he hired an attorney to get out in front of it. Okay, and because and he did. That's make, a pretty
0: salacious rumor attached to right. that that statement. And, and to to offer that up there. So, well, how, I mean. Wh- yeah, I would think that there would be some legal. There would be some legal people involved for me if that was a rumor started by someone with no grounds for the discussion to even begin. Yes, yeah. So that is uh,
1: that is what Courtney put out there. So uh, we will talk to Courtney coming up at 312-332-3776 Will Bond weighs in coming up next.